You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Everyone and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me is, as always, my co-host, Lacia Finley. Oh, happy Monday. I hope everyone enjoyed last week's show. That was a lot of fun. I had so much fun. They're just always lovely humans to talk to, I tell you. Absolutely. All day long. I know it wasn't our usual spiel of things, but we thought it would be fun to do something a little bit different and... And hey. you know... We, we like to support the indie, uh, indie crowd, so I, I'd say... It's special when we get to do that once in a while. For sure. I think yeah. it's it's going to change it up a little bit. And maybe we can do something like that uh, with other guests later on. You know, yeah, whoever we can it. get. I don't grab know who some, we can Grab some of them devs. Come on over. Yeah. We love talking to you. Any, any devs that are interested, you know, we're open to it. And while we're on the subject of... Uh, devs that may be listening i want to welcome some of our new listeners because i've seen it yeah. seen a little bit of an uptick here welcome on in. and i do want to do a, a quick little shout out to someone who was kind enough to to give us a little tweet and it was a very mm-hmm. sweet tweet uh i don't even mean that to rhyme but it was it was just it's nice <laughs> when you hear it somebody was nice, yeah. you know but uh guy on on twitter troidal power hopefully i'm saying that right mm-hmm. uh he does his own thing he's on uh he he does the one podcast of his that I actually listen to. Uh, it's like uh, playthroughs or, or gameplay mm-hmm. let's plays. I guess that would be right, a proper yeah. way to go about it. And he does it in a podcast format, which I, I found interesting. But I think he's also I did kind of dig him up on YouTube and found that he had a few videos of those. Yeah, I feel uh, like Let's he Plays. mentioned in the pod even that he would nor like that that was even a different way that he was doing a walkthrough via a pod. It sounded mm-hmm. like a timing issue. You know how sometimes yeah. you want to make sure your content's hitting at the right time. You know, so yeah. it's kind of like oh, I want to get a review out. You know, and yeah. so so it does, so who knows? I'd have to flip through more. Maybe that is a regular thing. It seemed like it was more of a the way he articulated it in the pod. Sure, sure, but. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a wonderful guy. Uh, he's lovely to listen to. I would recommend going and checking him out. Uh, Troidal Power. You can find all of his links on his Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. you can find him over there. And, uh, by, uh, way of, of, I, I don't even know the word I'm looking for here. Uh, adjacent to that. Oh, okay. he's, so he's like, it's your story, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying, I was, I'm sitting here trying to come up with words. I'm, I'm still tired. It's hard in the morning, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's part of the uh let's uh try to say this right we can make it work probably podcast network which does the podcasters assemble podcast that i'm also uh been oh. contributing to with their godzilla versus kong a thon circle yeah so right. uh that that group over there eric slater he's he's the editor uh, for the podcast, I do believe, and and he's a, he's been kind of talking us up a little bit, and I appreciate that as well because oh well, that's very sweet. Like I said, I I really enjoy the concept 
of that podcast because it's so original and so unique because you can get different voices. You can bring in whoever, whomever, Mm -hmm. you know, has an opinion about a film or anything like that. Because right now I have opinions about all these films because this is, this is my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Now, if in the next season he's talking about uh, the matrix, I'm, I'm, Dragging a name off the top of my head. If that's right. what he's talking about. I I may not have a lot to say about it. Because, you know, I don't have any kind of love or hate for right. the franchise. Relative to your interests. Right. But then if he shifts over to maybe uh, the Alien movies or Predator, I may feel like, okay, yeah, I mean, I do enjoy those films. So right. would I have enough to say? Or maybe I don't. I th- it's just it's just a fantastic premise because mm-hmm. even if I'm not contributing this time, there may be a film series down the road that I could say, oh yeah, 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 I want to talk mm-hmm. about that. Hell yeah, for sure. So and and if it's not me, it could be someone else, and you can have this rotating cast of, of podcasters who could have a voice, and then right. that just brings more eyes to them. Mm-hmm. I just it's it's a great great, uh, fantastic it idea, like a fun concept. Yeah, yeah. And and I I hope. Wherever they go from here, it's, it really needs a little bit more light shine on it. I, I just, I think it's a great idea. And he edits it beautifully, I think. So, nice. anyway. Go check that out. Yeah, go check, go check it out. out. We can make it work probably, Podcast Network. You can probably Google that and find it. I'll even put links. I put links in it every time I talk about it, too. So, just just follow that. Just look on down. Scroll down a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, what about that, uh, that Justice League, Zack, Zack, Zack Snyder's Justice League? I haven't gotten through it yet. I'm a terrible fan, I guess. I've gotten through one, two, and most of three Mm -hmm. because, I mean, it's a commitment. Oh yeah, four hours. It's a commitment. (laughs) I mean, I kind of want to joke that his editing style is to not. Mm. Just if it was shot, put it in. (laughs) I mean, look, but I'll admit if um, you sped up some of the movie, <laughs> it could probably cut out, cut out about an hour because a lot of it seemed to be in slow motion. Like, right? Is yeah. It, is it really necessary right here? I mean, it's cool shot, but is it necessary really? Mm, so. There's probably why there's deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. That's why I always found it funny when like a, a a movie would come out with extra deleted scenes. And most of the time, you're like excited, and then you watch them, and you're very underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a reason why it was cut. Yeah, like there's <laughs> like there are times like I've seen very few deleted scenes where I watch it, and I'm like, ah, I really wish I'd have been in there for some reason or another. But at the same time, you can look at it and be like, oh, God, it's such a great scene, but I do understand why they cut it, and uh, mm-hmm. that's that would be that's one of those that you know the director had a hard time letting go of because you're like. God, got to get rid of this scene but yeah. oh it's so good right right right, so. right but yeah i mean the tone is much different i think especially for the little bit i've watched there's a lot more explanations on things that just kind of i guess was a given yeah. for people if you were just familiar with the source material because they i mean obviously they didn't have one-off for each character like Marvel did and you didn't necessarily need to explain all no. in one movie because we caught you up with you know this character's movie and this character and then it all came together for one big thing right so I mean I guess we'll see but it really does beg the question there's a lot of interesting characters I wish we would have had yeah their oh, own yeah. dedicated 
story about, but mm. maybe we'll see what happens from here. I don't know. I I'm going to say, I, I'll admit up front, I was kind of a half and half on Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Despise Batman versus Superman because I just feel like it is. I don't like their character or characterization of Superman. I don't. I I do not like it. I don't feel like that is him at all. And then, of course, there are a lot of other issues that I won't even get into. Mm -hmm. And, of course, when I watched, I was hoping when Justice League came out, the original, I was like, all right, see where this goes. See where this goes, and I was just like, "All right, well, this this is this is a dead <laughs> universe or whatever," yeah. because it's just and and that's that's it seemed to be hinging on him, Zack Snyder. Okay, because I liked Aquaman, I liked Wonder Woman, I'll even defend Wonder Woman eighty four, motherfuckers. You go right for it, man. <laughs> you go right for it. Defend away. <laughs> I liked all the other movies outside of anything that he was directly responsible for. Mm-hmm. That that was where my my problem was. I just do not like his films. Okay? And and Watchmen, I can respect. Mm-hmm. But when people say this is a visionary director and I'm like visionary how? He took panel for panel something that someone else did and put it on screen. How is that visionary? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I get you. I, I I couldn't get into the... Maybe that's just his style is a little bit more slower and just make it look cool. Yeah. I can't say I'm completely familiar, but like now that you're putting all those together and we're having this conversation, I can feel that same style, I yeah. guess, out of all of them. But it feels slower and more... Like, I don't know. Like, as a viewer, I think you'd want to crave all that information and then you would love it. Whereas someone like me, I feel like a lot of it can be cut to tell the story. Mm -hmm. But this is just my own personal opinion. If you love it, I'm happy for you. For me, I need it to move a little bit more. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's my ADD brain. I'll start thinking about something else and lose track of the world around me if you're not giving me anything to pay attention to. If it's not interesting, you're going to lose, yeah. you know, you're going to lose focus. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I just I don't want to I don't want to be here for this. So mm-hmm. I get that. And, and those movies, it's good source material that he's copying. But you know what? I can just go read a book if I want it to move as fast as you're making it go. Right. And it's going to be better because you're omitting. I'll, this is this is my biggest gripe with Watchmen is the fact that they changed the ending. OK, mm. let me tell you this. You tell me how this makes any sense. You are dealing with a movie that deals with a man who is blue, who was deconstructed and reconstructed through molecules and can teleport to the moon and can do anything. He is a god. Mm-hmm. But then when you say that aliens are a step too far how does that make any sense what okay because here's their world here is the original ending to watchmen Mm -hmm. and this is not spoiler territory i know any of you you've either read it or you haven't and that's that (laughs) right (laughs) this book's been out since 85 right um in the original the the idea or the plan from Ozymandias who is like the the villain Mm -hmm. he had a plan that 
New York would be devastated by what seemed to be a an alien attack and it you know killed millions of people and then the fact that this was an otherworldly being mm-hmm. the world would unite against this thing because we're I mean it's it's nothing on on our soil it's foreign right. and they're just like well we all have to come together because this is a threat that not one country can face, but united, mm-hmm. you know, we can come together and we can heal because we saw what happened here. And we don't want this to happen again. So we can heal as a, you know, united yeah. by making Dr. Manhattan, the villain in that scenario, you are isolating it to the U S because he was their weapon. You see, ah, okay. there is no, separation of that because he was working for a government uh or the government for the united states and and there is how can you unify when you that's your weapon it's like well the united states they're the ones that did it they're the yeah. ones that had him so how can you do that you you take that away and they just said well aliens that's, that's a, he didn't create <laughs> real aliens it was the fabrication of something that seemed like an alien yeah and it was just predicated on a lie you just say it's an alien people are like oh okay okay but no that's a step too far no it's not it's not realistic i'm like dr manhattan <laughs> you're gonna talk about realism it doesn't make any sense no god it's like even the conversations from last week coming all around again yeah <laughs> you're steeped in realism yeah you're gonna drive yourself crazy but anyway oh, this is the the roundabout way of saying I was really impressed with the Justice League film. I sat mm. through the entire four hours from beginning to end. I didn't feel like I lost focus. I was in it. I appreciated that everybody kind of had a story arc and they were mm. built properly. I felt that every character mattered. Yeah. Because I felt like in uh, like Cyborg didn't matter in the, the theatrical cut. And it was just like, why is he here? Mm. Flash didn't seem to matter. I mean, not, it was just ridiculous how they yeah. were all just throwaways like if none of you were and even even the fact that they gave a reason for superman to even be there felt more legitimate other than in the theater i think in the theatrical cut it was just like well we can't do this we gotta have superman and this it was just like there's a bigger threat steppenwolf right. is a threat right we need superman to kind of deal with him and then we can take care of everything else and the other one, it was just like, well, we can't. I mean, we're we're trying here, but we can't stop him. We gotta have Superman, right? Like, yeah, he's the only one. Yeah. So, you know, then what's the point of having a Justice League if Superman's just gonna come in and do everything? Because that's what happened, right? He just came in and did everything. It was like, well, shit, y'all are obsolete at this point, right? I don't know. I mean, thanks for playing. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> But it just it, it felt so much like the the ideas and the reasonings for so much, even at four hours. I mean, everything was fleshed out so much better. There were a lot yeah. of things that were omitted that I appreciated not being there. Flash didn't run like a moron. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Because cause that was one of the biggest gripes I had out of the first 
the theatrical cut. Maybe is- it's a DC thing because there's always gripes about how Wonder Woman runs too, which I kind of agree with sometimes. Like, however, that CGI did. It's like, what? That looks yeah. really weird. But I mean, what does it realistically look like when mm-hmm. someone's running super fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like here, I'm trying to debate this, but maybe yeah, DC's just gotta like look into how to make them look run or running look more realistic as I a guess. superpower. <laughs> But oh, uh, and and finally, we didn't have Superman CG face. That That's was so true. nice. He didn't really yeah. speak. Did you notice that? You know what though? Like I said, I'm only like halfway through three, so or part three. Oh, that's the right. whole thing. I'm sorry. So I've only seen him in the beginning. Okay, well, when you get through with it, see yeah. if you saw I that. I mean, I do plan on I'm doing it in chunks, mm-hmm. but like, I, I really just kind of thought about it, and I was like. He didn't really speak all that much. I mean, he did. Yeah. It's not like he was a mute, but it just. So far, all I've heard him do is. Oh! Nah. <laughs> you know, and then it just goes everywhere, yeah. which was cool to see, by the mm-hmm. way. It's like we knew, but getting to see why it was all acting up and everything mm-hmm. was kind of a, a cool little insight. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 more explanation on things was great. I just unfortunately my ADD brain I needed to pick up just a smidge to keep me in it because yeah. I'll get sucked in and then like fifteen minutes of scene shot will happen and then I'm off in my brain somewhere. So <laughs> like damn it, it yeah. was a pretty mountain, but like good god, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> the water's gorgeous. But <laughs> all this to say, I mean I. I I'm not his biggest fan, but I do appreciate this, and I would like to see more of it. So yeah. may- maybe we'll get to see continuations in the future. Right. But but if not, it's cool. It's just mm-hmm. I was really impressed with it. I-, I did not think I would like it as much as I did. Good. So, Fair enough. That's it. And, that's and nice. bouncing off of that, did you did you happen to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I did not. Okay. No. Well, I won't say too much about it, but um, – if you, I did see they dropped though on Disney Plus, right? If you like, there two of them. Uh, just one episode. Oh, okay. I it's, thought it was like two to, different. They're together. Characters. They're oh, together okay. in the same in the same show. Oh, okay. It shows you how much I read on it. I'm just speaking off of passing news. <laughs> if you liked uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, like that particular movie, the second one, mm-hmm. it kind of has those vibes. Uh, it's okay. really really good. And they're doing in that what we kind of saw in WandaVision, exploring elements of those characters that we don't get in the movies because it's not their story. It's Captain America or Iron Man or so on. So now we get to see, okay, well, what are their lives like? And Mm -hmm. I, I will say this. I won't say this is really spoilery in any way, but understandably so why they did it this way I'm I'm okay with is you don't actually get to see them in the same scenes together in this first episode. So it's like okay. we're following Falcon. What where is he in his life at this point in time? And you can see he's doing his thing. You know, he's got his own problems that he's trying to deal with. And then you go over to Bucky. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? How is he trying to live? And I I can't say which one is more compelling because they both have really great arcs that fit perfectly for those characters. And I mean, I was in, I mean, this was a, a longer show, like it was 50 minutes. So it kind of had more of like a, you know, drama series that you would catch. Uh, but it, it seemed to go by way too fast because it was just so good. 
Oh, good. Uh, I really recommend it. It's it's solid storytelling on both fronts, and and I don't, I can't I can't say too much more about it. But I'm I'm excited for the next couple of weeks because this will also be kind of a shorter run. I think they said mm-hmm. it's only going to be six episodes, but okay. at about fifty minutes to an hour. I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. Oh you know, yeah, totally. Don't overstay your welcome. Make me <laughs> make me beg for more. <laughs> exactly, and I like the fact that it's dropped weekly. Mm-hmm. And not all at once. Yeah. I do miss that portion of TV. I know kind of digressing here, but like, you know, when everybody had the fair shot of seeing it at the same time, you got to discuss it. Nobody was ahead of nobody. Then you can't talk with your friends because maybe they're two or three ahead and spoil it. You know, like mm-hmm. we all just sat down and watched it when it was on. And then we got to discuss it the next week. And I don't know. I am. I'm curious to see how the if <laughs> there is going to be rampant speculation in this particular series because oh, yeah <laughs> right now i don't know what you could really speculate like maybe the only thing you could probably speculate is is there a big well, kind of like what they did in, in wandavision it's like well there's there's mephisto he's gonna be the big 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 bad and it's like no 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 it was still wanda and it's agatha and that's that's mm-hmm. about the the end of it and it was like yeah but mephisto uh, Mephisto, there's clues, and it's like, no, 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 it's just, just these two. Keep it, keep it simple. We already know who the villain is, technically, or from what we've been told through uh-huh. trailers for Falcon of the Winter Soldier is Baron Zemo, because we've seen him, we've seen ads, it's all there. So, are you going to speculate? No, no, he's he's working for uh some other guy. <laughs> And that's that's the big that's the big guy, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you say so. I'm just I have no expectations. I just want a good show. Sure. Show me what you got, and I'm in. And and so far so good. Even the ending. If you're kind of into these things, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say anything. But I I got I was like, oh, you sons of bitches! I was so mad about something. Oh, yeah. But I'll just leave it there. Like, I knew it was coming, but how it went down, it was just like, you... Yeah. All right. All I'll just right. leave it there. But, it, yeah, definitely well, it check it out. keeps you nice and fired up for the next one. Yeah, definitely definitely check it out. I think I think you would enjoy it. I, I need to get through them. Like, uh, this weekend was my cleaning, so I didn't want to put anything on the TV mm-hmm. that, like, would really suck me in. So you always put on that background noise that you can kind of pay attention to, and it doesn't really matter, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> while right. you're folding clothes or some garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's all I got on that front. So uh, what have you been playing? That, you know, this week's been a little light, so I hope y'all don't hate on me for that. We, we had a busy week, mm-hmm. which was fantastic and fun and full. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of, yesterday was the day I decided I wanted to just, I'm tired of all the clothes that doesn't have a home. And so they were getting rid of. So I ended up just like binge watching a show that I didn't have to pay attention to. But I kind of started, but haven't gotten too in depth with it yet. I'm hoping that I'll have time today. I feel like I earned a full day of lazy. Mm-hmm. Um there's a new FMV that came out, of course. <laughs> so it's been like a good year <clears throat> for an FMV geek so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a Doctor Who one. Oh, wow. The Lonely Assassins from the same devs that did the Simulacra games. And I enjoyed those. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to diving in and actually being able to give it my full attention, hopefully later on today. So um, 
I watched the few of the trailers and the way it plays. I'm already got faith that I'm just going to enjoy it. But, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about that more next week once <laughs> I've gotten through it. I don't anticipate it to be too long. And then um, for some reason, I decided to play Game Dev Tycoon again. I okay. still can't figure it out. But for you such want an to. easy game. And I don't understand why I'm being so stupid with the whole thing. Because there's like an allocation of points that I just don't think I've ever grasped. And I don't know how to Google properly for someone to just tell me. Mm. Because it's like you finally get to the point where you'll have more than just yourself. You start off as just a lonely developer in your garage, you know, until you earn enough money to get like your own office and actually hire employees. And so... You'll have some that are super high with their points in design skill or in technology and research and speed. And um, when you start to develop a game, if you've played it enough, you can have hints and stuff because you'll do research reports and it'll tell you what went well and what was compatible, why your score was low, high, whatever. And um, no matter how many times I've played it, I, I... when it gets to the part where it wants you to allocate like how much time is spent on a specific thing and like who you would like to be working on it for that chunk, I can't figure out what the game wants to make the score better. Like it has at the bottom, it'll be three bars. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom of one bar, I'll be like a plus and a plus and a question mark. So you're like, okay, so I'm assuming the plus and plus means they'd like, according to past yeah, a little bit more time should be spent on this one but the question mark could just mean you've done a different genre so we don't know if maybe this genre it should be a little higher so it's like you're trying to crack the code but I can't figure it out like for the life of me you have technology and design points mm-hmm. so then I was like all right I have a well even crew this one's like master on design I got this one on technology maybe that helps it I I'm sorry <laughs> I love this game but I, I just don't know out of all of this time and for some reason I can't find like a proper walkthrough that explains it in a way that I understand I'm like no I get that already none of you have okay so here's the challenge if there's a game dev tycoon aficionado out there like write a real proper walkthrough on what all those points mean please because apparently I'm just not quick enough to catch on to these other things that you know other people have taken the time to write and it's really starting to break my confidence hmm all I've been right. playing this game for a long time, <clears throat> and I keep doing it, and but now I just keep torturing myself. That just means you, that you are, enjoy, like, there's something about it that you, you want to get it. You want to enjoy it. I do. But you just. I just can't crack whatever that code is, man, and it seems like if I mix it up, then I might get a random couple of tens on the game, and I'm like, but then why? Yeah. How did I get more technology? How do I make them use more technology? Because they want it well balanced between design and tech. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why I can't get it. So that's been my time. And then hopefully Doctor Who later. And then this week doesn't look too bad coming up. I might be able to actually finish all the ones that I keep starting and then just leaving somewhere random and then have no idea what I'm doing when I go back into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And just have to start over. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, absolutely nothing, to be honest. Uh, the only thing... Well, you had a busy week, too, though. I did. Um, I I did actually play one thing, but I'll be talking about that later. But, uh, outside of that, nothing. I've been busy with other things, so... Mm -hmm. He was busy editing that VOD. Yeah. So, if you didn't catch it, guys, go check it out. 
got our VOD of the roundtable chat with Dark Side of the Moon. And of course, we've got the audio version if you prefer that. If it's mm-hmm. just nicer to not see our faces when you hear us, I understand. <laughs> but if you prefer it, then you got that version too. And there are extra goodies in the video version. So mm-hmm. if you've heard the audio, don't think there's nothing fun for you that you uh, you hadn't already heard. Right, right. Right, right. All right. Well, we do have kind of a busy week in news. Okay. What do we got? So let's see what's going on here. I guess uh, we'll start off with... Uh, I don't know. This one kind of pisses me off. We were discussing this a little bit, but it just Activision is at it again. So this past week on Tuesday, last week, um, Activision Blizzard fired dozens of people in different departments, uh, 50 of which were employees who handled the esports programming and other live events. So Mm. on its surface, it looks like it's kind of accommodating to... We don't have live events right now, so it's you kind of want to understand why maybe that department is less than. But, um, of course, again, the article by Jason Scryer said the dismissals were affecting less than 2% of their workforce. So this is what they're you know putting out there, mm-hmm. um, which was about 190 or less employees overall. But the real number actually isn't public. So this was confirmed from an anonymous source, so the actual number could vary. Uh, They didn't want their name put out there for, I guess, dishing the deets. Mm -hmm. Uh, But among the cuts were employees at King.com, who is the maker of Candy Crush. So, you know, as I'm reading through this, it's kind of you start to learn more how many... Uh, hands they've got in other pies, you know, and affecting other things. Uh, But of course, you know, the reason was mostly pointing to, um, you know, adjusting to home from work, live events just not being mostly possible. Again, pointing towards the pandemic as it has caused a a wrinkle in a lot of people's plans this year. But um, a spokesperson from the company said players are increasingly choosing to connect with our games digitally. And the esports team, much like traditional sports, entertainment, and broadcasting industries, has had to adapt its business due to the impact of the pandemic has had on live events. All right. Um, the U.S. workers, though, reportedly will receive 90-day severance and health benefits for a year, along with job transition support. <laughs> And the icing on the cake, this one was great that I read. Um, they also got $200 gift cards to Battle.net. Oh, well... God damn, I know they can live off that. You know, just, you know, pay rent through the Blizzard store. I'm sure that's perfect. But <laughs> Oh, man. And, and of course, they're pointing to BlizzCon again, which actually was having lower numbers before the pandemic. Like, it just wasn't as well attended. Um, so the article ended with Blizzard having an optimistic outlook for the coming year. It expects to hire 3,000 more people in 2021. I understand nothing. Whatever. I understand nothing. But as you look in it a little bit more, their stock's up. So I guess Bobby Kotick will get another freaking yacht this year. I don't mm-hmm. know. Hey. I just, if I even see like another 200 mil go into his account after I keep seeing record years and firing people, especially now, sorry, I'm not on your side. No. He, he Yell deserves, at me all you want. He deserves nothing but but hate and and vitriol because he is a greedy selfish son of a bitch i just feel like the wrong people have money oh yeah yeah <laughs> i just like 200 <laughs> million so much more obvious you I could guarantee probably that much is going into his pocket this year after firing all these people he 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 has money to burn 200 million he could have kept that entire staff on and for, lived quite a nice life yeah 
I'll never understand that mentality. I know that, again, we're digressing off of games, but you all have heard me yell about, you know, Amazon and all this kind of stuff. It just, it just, I don't know. It bothers me that it, like you have more money than any human knows what to do with and could solve so many problems. And we would build idols in your honor and sing hymns to your name. And you'd go down in the record books as just like the most amazing human. But no, space. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> such a bitter thing it's fine uh but some good news jade raymond seems to be bouncing back Mm -hmm. quite nicely through um quite a rough couple of years she's had but um yeah good for her you might remember that she is of course best known for her work on the assassin's creed series and had recently departed google um because you know, we've all heard what happened to Stadia and everything over there. So uh, she revealed her new studio, which is called Haven, and a blog post from PlayStation. So it appears that next game is a PlayStation exclusive. Ooh. So in her own words, Haven is an independent studio where many of the talented game developers I've worked with for years are coming together to do what we're passionate about. So she wants to make games without barriers or impediments. I don't know, as it sits at the time of this writing, I don't exactly know what the next game will be. So we don't have details on like a genre or anything at all. Um, But just note that it will be an original new IP for PlayStation. And I'm sure we're several years from a final product, but... Yeah, good Still, for her. Yeah. Keep on moving. So if you're a fan of those games in her style, girl just started her own stuff. She's mm-hmm. like, done with you all. We're making our own, and I respect that. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> PlayStation actually had a big week. I think like a bulk of our news is, is coming out of them this week. Um, so with the aforementioned news, we got more PSVR 2 news. Kind mm-hmm. of. Um, so we didn't get any details on the headset still. That's probably going to be the last thing we ever hear anything about or even a planned release date. But we did get a look at those controllers mm-hmm. now. Like finally a good look. It wasn't some drawn out prototype or, you know, something they submitted for copyright. Um, but they kind of resemble a bit of the Quest controller. Yeah. Kind of in the way that it holds. Um maybe a knuckle hybrid and this big orb that just kind of goes around your hand. Mm. So I am wondering about the weight. They said it's definitely smarter or smarter, (laughs) lighter, you know, so that all of that's been play tested. I mean, I think it's a good direction for them because no matter what, I've yet to meet anyone who thought those wands were a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it was using technology you already had, built in and it was just like uh that's and trying to make it work for a new thing yeah. yeah so uh we'll see we'll see it says it's well balanced comfortable to hold which it kind of looked like it from what i could tell mm-hmm. um so it's supposedly for a variety of hand sizes so if you're extra small extra large apparently it can accommodate um it does have the adaptive triggers so kind of like the dual sense hybrid if you will so they're taking their dual sense stuff from their controller um and adapting it to the the PSVR remotes, it will have haptic feedback, finger touch detection, tracking from the ring, um, from the bottom of the controller, and more. And I, I'm sure you'll start to hear more probably in the next year or two coming out. Um, but it's not looking too shabby. But mm. you know one thing I didn't see in there? A wrist strap. Oh, yeah. That's now, that could have just been left out on that model. <clears throat> but... I don't know, man. It's something to consider if you're not for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> people violently swing, man, and that's going to go one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. I, I would imagine the wands had a wrist strap, so I can't 
see that they would just forget about that on here. But let's see. I just found it bizarre that I didn't see that even in the model where the person was holding it that it had a wrist strap. But whatever. No, there's still time. Uh, yeah, there's still time. Like I said, I still feel like we're years away from actually seeing a final PSVR 2, I guess, if that's going to stay the title. Um, but rounding out the PlayStation news, it seems Sony Interactive Entertainment and the new esports venture goes by RTS have jointly acquired the Evolution Championship Series, which is Evo, from Triple Perfect through a joint venture esports partnership, which is kind of a big get because that's a pretty big online thing that they do. Uh, so through this partnership, it seems that Tony and Tom Cannon, who are the co-founders of Evo, will still be involved as key advisors to ensure that it stays a grassroots community. So we'll see how that goes because it was a very, you know, grassroots built up by that kind of word of mouth, which is kind of the best way to do anything, in my opinion. Um, but it will be returning this year as Evo Online. 100% online competition will take place on August 6th through the 8th, then on the 13th through the 15th. So if that's something you're interested in, it's free entries. Um, it looks like players just from North America, um, Europe, Asia, and Latin America will compete in this one in the Bandai Namco Entertainment Division with Tekken 7, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat 11's getting thrown in there. Um, Guilty Gear, which I hadn't heard of, so that's another one. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, you can go check it out. Um, the winners from the qualifiers will be live streamed, and you can check out the details over on evo.gg if you are interested in seeing how that shapes up. So, wow. Yeah. Everyone, I feel like you buy in everything, where everything's going to be owned by like three companies. You know, we can just consolidate them all together. That would be great. <laughs> I think I don't think we can break them all up. Mm. <laughs> spread that love around um but let's see we got a little information too on bethesda starfield so if we were looking toward uh, looking forward to that it's bethesda's new sci-fi rpg which we've been getting like little little bits about off and on for however long now um it actually could be launching soon again this is from a leaker um, mm -hmm. a legitimate one but a leaker nonetheless so i always like to put that in there um but jeff grubb who is a reporter with VentureBeat, was a guest on a YouTube channel, which was claiming to know Starfield's plans and was revealing to all, you see. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> saying that um, we should hang tight because all will be revealed later this year during E3 in 2021. Whatever that E3 will look like, you know, digital or whatever. Um, but the aim to release later this year? supposedly um it, grub says it's kind of a similar marketing style that they did with fallout 4 because all of that was revealed in the e3 2015 mm -hmm. so maybe they're doing the same thing with it here we'll get him up there making jokes about bugs and games again and uh announcing starfield maybe so they do rpgs well so I, i'm excited to see how this one turns out for sure right oh man what do you think of that square uh enix presents this week uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know. yeah we got a few few things to look at i mean i wasn't gonna go through every single game because as we all just said kind of eh. but i mean if you want to go check it out i think the whole presentation was like 35 40 minutes you can skip the first 45 because they left the timer in the vod for 45 minutes mm-hmm so I thought there was going to be more because I had to watch it later. But we have to we have to sell it and make it act like it's a long show. <laughs> I, just don't the know. Timer I just like I get that when you're trying to get people to collect during a live event. But on the VOD, can you chop it off? I feel like whatever. I don't know. 
you're definitely not getting that 45 minutes of watch time. Um, but it looks like the big focus was on Outriders, um, which does look like a good time. I mean, it is, you know, multiplayer. So I'm always a little hesitant when we come to those sorts of things, but, um, uh, I, the demo's out. I guess I have no excuse. I could mm-hmm. go check it out if I really wanted to. Um, Bulletstorm is the developing team. Uh, so this will be the cooperative sci-fi third-person shooter. Um, it was uh, announced it was going to be released on April 1st. So just around the corner. Um, it looks like all platforms except Google Stadia on this one. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so the demo's been out since February. So I know most people have been on this a lot quicker than I have. Um, but the demo will include the prologue first chapter and a side quest. So apparently gives you a really good feel for the game. Maybe we should check it out. Maybe we should. We really should. It does look like, I mean, I'm hearing buzz that it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's also going to be coming to game pass on day one, but interestingly only on the console, not for PC for this one. So we'll see if it comes to the PC game pass later on, but, uh, Hmm. for right now, game pass only on Xbox consoles. Uh, and they did talk about some 25th anniversary stuff with Tomb Raider. So it looks like we'll be getting some few goodies, you know, trickling out through the year over that as well. Um, they, of course, had to announce that the trilogy that will be coming out for all of the new ones. It'll include your DLC and expansions and things like that with it. Um, and they also were talking about, I guess, another or an anime series that they're collabing with Netflix that'll be coming out. Uh, so I feel like we talked about that a little bit a while ago, but I could be getting all of my days confused together because I feel like we talked about an anime series. I know that, that there were some announcements for, now what was this for again? Maybe it it was a, it it said here that they were collabing with Netflix on an anime series and legendary television for Laura Croft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the, I, I don't know where my brain went. When they announced that, <laughs> there were some other announcements that went with it. They were talking about an anime series for Kong, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Legendary was also kind of involved with that as well. So I was like, all right. That might be what I'm recalling mm-hmm. then. Um, looks like another movie, too, with Alicia Vikander. I hope I'm saying that right, is reprising Laura. Um, and announced a crossover with Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint. Okay. Yeah, like it was just some weird stuff. Apparently, they already did one um, with like a Final Fantasy game too. I gotta check these out because I'm having a hard time visioning it. Um, and a Tomb Raider cookbook. Too bad that wasn't already out. I could have totally done a, uh, you know, I'd buy that for a dollar with you. But mm-hmm. if you, I don't, I don't know what they're cooking. I, I don't remember like the campfire stuff maybe from the new games. You want to make that? I don't know. So you'll, that that's coming. How to make uh, s'mores from dirt. Who knows? Right. Uh, but yeah, so promises of more fun stuff to come under the Tomb Raider name this year. Um, so yeah, if you want to go check that out, it's titled the Definitive Survivor Trilogy and you can get it now. You can get it now. Mm-hmm. Already out. Go buy it if you want. And then something about Fortnite and Croft Manor mm-hmm. in it. Something nah. like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Um, looks like they did talk about a lot of mobile stuff, which was kind of interesting. They got a lot of that coming out. Uh, the Hitman Sniper Assassins look kind of interesting, but I literally saw nothing. So I don't know how it works on a mobile. Like it was just a trailer. Mm-hmm. So I got no gameplay, no feel for nothing. So I don't know. Um, and screw it we'll just talk about that because it seems like the only one that i've really seen anybody talking about um the big draw for this year was the next installment in the life is strange series 
Um, life is strange, true colors, uh, different character it looks like. We're going through a whole other person's life. Now, I do have to say I am, I am digging this idea now where, you know, when the first one came out, you didn't know if that was just that was the protagonist for the series. But it's life is strange in different people's lives. Now, mm. that I kind of like that life is strange is this franchise now. And these are different strange characters that we're going to introduce. So I yeah. do like that. That's how it's been going. Um, but this one, it seems like uh, we're following Alex Chan, who has the psychic power of empathy. As I was watching it, I feel like this power would just kill me. Like, I don't know that. Like, I already feel like I'm kind of an empath. When people are sad, like my whole day is ruined. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine that being my superpower. But <laughs> anywho, um, so just like another one that's going to hit you right in the feels. I mean, they're already talking about how they were going into details with her her brother and how he passed away and doing all that. So I just feel like I would sit there and ball, but in a good way, because it would be a beautiful story. But we'll see. Um, Haven Springs, open for business September 10th. All right. That's what it looks like. They're going to be, or at least the first episode. I don't know how mm-hmm. many is supposed to be in this one. Um, and then they did go on to mention that there will be a remaster of the OG Life is Strange and Before the Storm with improved visuals and animations also set to be released this fall. So if you've never played it, maybe just go on and hold off now and uh, wait for the improved one. Yeah. Why I not? Know. I don't know. Um, so there is one. Actually, that's a quick it. We'll go back. Did I write <laughs> it down there? I did it, but I'll remember. I'll remember. Okay. Um, cause like, I was looking at it and I'm like, there's not a lot on that. I should maybe just do it yeah. quick. My, uh, my last news, we're actually going to end on some cyberpunk news. Okay. Cause they finally released what they were going to do with their next patch. <laughs> you mean fix the game? I know game? they've had, they've had a rough time. Well, sort of, it looks like at least some of the bigger things are getting addressed that has the, the, the bigger complaints on it. Um, so for patch 1.2 which we know was supposed to come out already, but hacks and pandemic and things like that pushed it off. Um, so finally addressing the police concerns when if you did anything kind of wrong, they like spawned around you in seconds behind you in front of you everywhere. You were just swarmed. It's like you could kill someone in a dark alleyway and nobody would have seen it. And all of a sudden, pink, and just they're all over the place. Well, this one is re- trying to address how, they perform in the game so um yeah and they showed us a little video it looks like they shot a couple people and it took a little bit of time it took a little bit of time they did add a drone it looks like um that would scan to give you the feel of someone still kind of watching to okay more believable that the police would come Mm. and then when the character turned around you could see one cop starting to run down and another one so i was like maybe not perfect but miles better than what it was like a little bit more believable that it's taking them a little bit of time to come to the scene Mm -hmm. and they don't just drop from the sky (laughs) and take over. Um, And they're also addressing the driving in the game. This is probably more for PC players um, because it seemed like it affected more people who like to use keyboard and mouse, Uh, but the speed of steering, which I can attest to is freaking crazy. Like, I ended up just only using a motorcycle in the game because I just got way too fed up with trying to drive a car because mm-hmm. the motorcycle, for some reason, was easier for me to steer. Um, but uh, the drift, 
was the biggest complaint because you try to turn and it's just like your whole car would be, you're constantly running over sidewalks. Like the drift is just insane. You try to adjust a little bit for curvature in the road and you're in a building. It was kind of nuts to me. Um, so that supposedly is a little bit nicer. We saw a video from that and it does look it, but again, till I get my hands on it, I can't really tell. Um, and then finally, <sighs> us PC players can map our damn controls. Thank Christ. Uh, so they did show us in there that you uh, can finally, if you were one who doesn't necessarily just want WASD as you're walking or any way you like to customize it, thank God they finally are going to let you do it. Because I still can't believe that that was a thing in the first place. How are you not going to let PC players map their own damn controls? But anyway... <laughs> Um, and also helped fix the the double tap feature for us uh, keyboard and mouse players because dodge was a double tap of W mm-hmm. and W is also walk. So if you were trying to be all stealthy and go real slow and just kind of hit it, double tap could turn into dodge like that and you've screwed up whatever you were trying to do. So you'll now have a feature where you can turn that off or and then it would be double tap crouch, which is C or control, however you put it in your game, which is much uh, harder to accidentally pull off. So a couple of those key things. There's granted tons more that needs to be addressed. But um, I think once these get in and hopefully it doesn't break anything else, once this drops, we'll be starting to get on a good path here. Okay. (laughs) All right. (coughs) And then that's kind of the big news. That's kind of the big news. There was so much. Because, like, we missed the big news the week before, too, about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be, like, remaking that in the old school style. And I'm here for it. And I can't wait to see sure. that. It looks like it'll be, like, the four person like you did in the old school arcade. And I'm excited for that. Um but I just had to mention it because I, I played the crap out of oh, that yeah. game growing up, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, we would always sit around the TV with, the, well, two controllers. Sure. This is all you had. And the Nintendo, you know. But uh, it was fun. It was fun. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is just like a little sneaky thing. And I can't read much more into it than that. But I follow Nibel on Twitter. He's a reliable leaker for stuff, Xbox or whatever. And supposedly... It was all in French, so I apologize. I couldn't really, like, get really deep into it. But someone overseas plugged in one of their controllers to the Xbox, and a message had popped up looking for VR. What? What? Are they working on VR? Why would an Xbox be asking about that? So that's really all the news there is. Mm. But it's kind of exciting to me because I always said that I think they could have done it better than PlayStation. Yeah. Their camera was so much better than the eye. It really was and still holds up. Mm-hmm. Still holds up for the full body tracking. I was always curious why they didn't bother to venture in. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I think that that's good news. That's good news. Of course, I have no other news for you than that. But <laughs> somebody saw it, took a picture. Um, and then a little quick it. Quantic Dream is teaming up with a new studio for a new game. Looks like they're going to start doing publishing now. Really now? So I don't know if Quantic Dream can be considered all indie after all this. But let's see. Let's see. I don't want to take it away. But at the Pegasus 2021 award show in Paris, they announced that they're partnering up with Parallel Studio, which is also a French developer, um, with a new title that will focus on narrative, atmospheric, and poetic cinematography. So if Quantic Dream noticed this, and I'm already a huge fan of how they 
do their storytelling in their games and just how I'm here for it. Like I'm excited. Um, they just wanted to open up the door apparently to an indie team and give them access to the resources that they would need to fully flesh out this idea. And I love it. And I love it. And I hope that becomes a thing. Um, and I love that I put Wantic Dream because I really edited, you know, when I was <laughs> typing out my stuff. So Wantic Dream apparently. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> Parallel, though, was founded in 2015 in Paris by veterans at Ubisoft, Don't Nod Entertainment, which was some of the people involved in the first live stream mm-hmm. and everything, and Quantic Dream. So, hmm. I mean, it sounds like we got a stellar group of people here. Um, if you've not heard of them before, I had to look this up because I had it myself personally, but they've uh, released a survival horror game called White Knight and then a VR horror game called Dark Days in 2017. Could this allude to a really cool, scary, choose-your-own-adventure-in-that-style game? I don't know, but I'm going to keep my eye on it. Mm -hmm. That was just for me. Hopefully you guys are excited, too. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the Dark Side Detective of Fumble in the Dark sequel releases on April 15th. That was such a cute game. If you didn't play the first one, I don't think Dark I know Side though. Detective, little pixel art, you know, game. I think you would enjoy it. I think hmm. you would enjoy it. Um, Sonic Two announced a production on March fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So I guess we are getting that sequel, and it's getting Ooh. sort of started up. <laughs> hey, while while we're on the subject, uh-huh. what about that rumor floating around? About an Ace Ventura 3 with the Sonic the Hedgehog writers. I don't know what to feel about that. Okay, personally, did not like Jim Carrey until about Liar Liarish and after. Mm -hmm. Not knock at his style. It just was not for me. That over-the-top, goofy, poop and fart jokes and all that kind of... It's just not my humor. Right. I get it. So, personally, I don't know why we're making another one at all. (laughs) <laughs> but we don't even know if it's true. That's true, too. I mean, rumors abound. And I think a lot of that's coming out from Coming to America 2 or oh, yeah. however the hell you want to call it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But where that has become, I guess, a, a hit. So it's like, well, what else can we bring back and turn into a hit? Because You got a movie for me? You yeah. you would have seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you would essentially have to scrub out that one turd that they came out with ace ventura jr do you remember that did you ever I see that not. yeah oh no i think i've seen the first one and that was enough well, i didn't know if you'd seen like advertisements or or even just oh, box I, art. I kind of remember when they were new and everything mm. but yeah. but no this was like that one skipped me by <laughs> no this is like a direct video well we need to make oh, another yeah. one what are we gonna do well he's got a kid and it's like really he's got a kid and so they just craft this whole thing where he's got a kid, but, you know, he's nowhere in sight. And, and you know, because we can't get Jim Carrey back, you're not going to recast him. So you're just like, well, he's he's gone. He's missing. And the, uh, the kid's got to go find him or whatever. <laughs> he had to go to court. Whatever. I don't know. It was just I didn't good. even waste my time because I was like, there's no way that's even going to be remotely funny. <sighs> yeah, I feel like he was the selling point on all of that. So... Um, I, I well whatever I am okay with the idea I just I guess I f- I'm feeling like it would be one of those scenarios where too little too late mm. and, and I mean it's been a while yeah 
And I'm not saying it can't be funny. It's just like, I don't know. What are you going to do? You're going to recycle jokes that we've seen time and again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we got to have him talk out of his ass. Yeah, but do we? Right. Do we have to, you know? Because the funny stuff for me, like legitimately for part two, I, I consider it, it's funny. It's got funny moments, but I don't think it's as funny as the first one, in my opinion. But the funnier stuff wore, was the stuff that they didn't repeat because everything he repeated from the first one and the second one is like he just mm-hmm. turned it into an over exaggeration of the first time he did it so it was just like okay. okay well yeah we're doing this joke again ha 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 but the funnier stuff was the new stuff allowing him to play with new stuff as opposed yeah. to just saying well he's got to say already then in the weirdest possible way ah he's got to stand on top of a tree and scream out of his asshole ah <laughs> you see that's funnier because it's bigger no <sighs> no not really it's just not my humor but i mean i if it happens i guess <laughs> congratulations to those who are huge fans of the series um, I will not be looking into it's it. It's okay. It's okay. I just I I, I think um, Ace Ventura is underrated. As weird as that may sound, I feel like it's one of those that have just kind of disappeared over time. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like it's he's doing some good stuff in there. Despite, I mean, he doesn't really do any fart jokes in that. I think that was more like Dumb and Dumber and stuff. But in yeah, that I, one, uh, he has some really good stuff that he does. When I think of like '90s Jim Carrey, hmm. that's what I just think of. It's just obnoxious face contortions with poop and fart jokes. Hmm. I and that's that's fair, yeah. And if you like it, great. <clears throat> you don't have to get mad at me just because it ain't my humor. <laughs> I mean, that was a- I like a lot of childish things. That's just the one area that never clicked. In the that's fair. That's fair. Continue. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, one I'm excited for again, too. Uh, Disco Elysium Final Cut comes out on March 30th. I'm excited for more of this. Um, you're going to get it on PC, PS4, PS5, and Google Stadia. Um, they're adding more voice acting, extra content, which I can't even imagine, but I'm here for. Um, if you have it on PC already, you get the upgrade for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Um, the Switch version doesn't seem to be completely ironed out yet, so it doesn't seem out of the question. It's just still in the works, so not on the 30th at least. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, there is a collector's edition for purchase uh, from I am 8-Bit that includes the game, art book, a fabric map, like one of those really nice mm-hmm. ones, um, and one of the mine totems, and of course the game, if I didn't say. Um, good time to get in it if you haven't played it. I still highly recommend this game. It's phenomenal. There's so much story, and the fact we're going to get some new stuff now. I do need to get to it. <sighs> It's such a good game. I mean, it's a commitment. I won't mm-hmm. lie. I think my first playthrough was about 40 hours. Um, and i sure I didn't do everything. Yeah. There's so much story to unfold. And then I played again like a completely different character. I could only imagine because the writing was so good. So um, if nothing else, wait till the 30th. You get the whole shebang. Um If you were looking forward to it, they finally announced out of WB Games Gotham Knights now a 2022 release they did announce that that's it's just gonna have to wait and i think we should all be in the same spot of please just wait till it's ready mm-hmm. i was actually talking to uh lucas egan on on twitter about that you know oh, yeah, yeah. i, I kind of saw that it was I, I i felt like we're gonna see more of this and mm-hmm. i i'm okay with it if we don't get another cyberpunk incident i'm okay with it 
You you release right. the game when it's done. We'll wait. I've still got plenty to play. Right. Oh, God. Don't we all? Don't we all? And that was something I was even saying last year. Probably you, too. I was like, we're probably going to see the bulk of the delays starting this year. Mm-hmm. Because I think it'll affect more of the ones that we're trying to release later last year and at all this year. Because um, it took a while to get everything figured out. So. Yeah. Just go fire up some of them old ones that you keep going. I don't know why I haven't played it yet. Like, just do that. And then, yeah. you know. It's fine. <laughs> well, it'll be okay. If this was 20 years ago, I could kind of understand. But today, you got stuff. Um, Pistol Whip teased its next campaign, which could be the Wild West, mm-hmm. which looks interesting. God, I wish I could play that game again. Yeah. Hopefully soon I'll get all fixed and I can squat and jump and be John Wick again. Such a fun game. Such a fun game. I just know it would. I would not walk for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to play it even for an hour. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is getting an expansion. So if you were a, a fan of those games, uh, it's called Wrath of the Druids, which is planning to be released on the 29th of April. And at this time, you're off to Ireland. Okay. So following that roadmap, it also says Valhalla will get another expansion called the Siege of Paris, which is scheduled for the summer. And there's also some smaller free DLCs in there. But as far as I can tell, the bigger expansions are not free. Those look like they will be. You have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the little smaller ones they'll throw in there. So if you were wanting more Assassin's Creed, there you go. And a new area to boot. So that's always fun. Yeah. Todd let me borrow that game. And I told him. So you realize I'm so behind, you're probably not going to see this game for months before I even get to touch it. Like I didn't, even, I, I, I bought Odyssey, yeah, last year, <laughs> and I've not touched it because it was such a great deal. And I was like, well, I'll get to it. I need more time. Swear to God, I wish I. I, I- I'm just, you know, if, if our country would just get on board with the 30-hour work week. Mm-hmm. You know. It'd be nice. No! No, I've got get back out there. <laughs> so many other things to do. <sighs> Even just life. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? I just, just, w- that? I just want time. Time. That's all. Time is not on my side. No, it ain't. <laughs> that didn't work out as well as I was thinking, but, you know. Uh, next, Quicket. Uh, you'll like this one, hopefully. Okay. You can check it out if you want. Ace Attorney is getting an online orchestrated concert. What? It's a special online concert supposed to take place next month to celebrate and share some of the fantastic music from the game franchise. <gasps> what? I don't know. It sounds kind of cool. Like just this big old orchestra playing this game music. I think it sounds kind of cool. Uh, some of the pieces will be performed by the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, who has performed music from Final Fantasy in the past on numerous occasions, apparently at live events, which I could understand, too, that mm-hmm. those are really big songs and everything. Um, the Japanese voice actor for Miles and Raiji will be the MCs for the event and a few other voice actors as well from the game. Um, it'll be in Japanese, so unfortunately, if you're not fluent... Uh, the music will be fine. Yeah. You can understand That's the what music. You're there for. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just listen to the music if you like. I don't know how much you might enjoy the talking portion for that, depending on, you know, if you know how to speak it or not. Um, but it's going to take place on April 10th at 7 p.m. JST. So I tried to do the math. It looked like they were 14 hours ahead of us. So 5 a.m. April 9th for us in the U.S. It's central time, at least. So give or take your hour, two or three, depending on where in the country you live. (laughs) That sucks. 
That's it's like, yeah, you have to get up pretty damn early. <laughs> uh, but the tickets are $42. And you can uh, watch it on demand throughout the week if you want, which is probably what I would have to opt for. Because uh, I'm not paying $42 to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. That was a hard time zone to figure out, man. <sighs> there is so far ahead. <laughs> so we get it sooner? sooner. I don't know. However you look at it. Um, and my last little bit, uh, just a special mention, if you didn't see the article yet about Super Nintendo World. Mm-hmm. Uh, the images, I don't know if you saw it. They find, they had like one of the journalists that got to go through it and actually see it. It looks super fun. <laughs> It's just like so colorful and bright and looks dead on to what you would expect. Um, And it's apparently fully open now. Um, I would just say, I guess, you know, be careful in Universal Studios Japan. I'm sure they're taking all the proper precautions, but I still care about you siblings. So still just be safe if we're going into public spaces. And um, but it looks so fun. Yeah, I would love to check it out. I know that um, I heard and I hope I'm getting my dates right. But I'm almost mm-hmm. positive I heard they said that the one that will open in Orlando mm-hmm. uh, will be 2024, maybe. So I know that's, that's not too far back. A ways oh, away, but hey, maybe COVID will be gone by then, or at least under control. I was control. just gonna say, especially if you're gonna put it in Florida. Yeah. Sorry uh, if you live in Florida, but. <laughs> no, no, no. They're being stupid again. Spring break, uh, super oh, spreader events. True. All this stuff. It's happening. Oh, my God. It's been a year we're talking about the spring breakers, which means they're going to blame all the millennials again because they forget that millennials are now in their, like, late 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, whatever. It's, it, <laughs> no, it's it's happening. If you see, if there's a spike over the next two weeks, blame Florida. Mm-hmm. I think we've all just gotten used to that now. Mm-hmm. Again, sorry if you love Florida, but... Yeah. It's a... It's... Why can't we put things in other areas? We've got so many gorgeous places in the States that could also probably love a little economic push. Now, like, why do we got to keep putting things in California, New York, and Florida? I, I do. <laughs> tell me tell me if I'm, I'm mistaken here, okay? Okay. But was there a time, because you're not too much younger than I am, was there a time <laughs> when Florida did not have this reputation like I remember as a kid, maybe it was Miami Vice that did it, but I was just like maybe. Florida. That would be that's a cool place to go to Miami. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it just seemed like the just like this cool ass place to be. And now when you think of Florida, it's just like it's a, a scummy. Well, I think what happened is the internet and the fact we could hear all of the Florida man stories. Ah, yeah, yeah. Now that we were much more connected and aware of what was going on down there, it's like, oh, oh. Mm. And then I know people who live there that confirm it. So I'm like, oh, so it's not even like an Onion article or far-fetched. So they're like, no, that, yeah, that probably totally happened. Okay. I'm well. like, all right. So, like, I, I growing up, I don't remember, but I could almost guarantee as soon as the internet and stuff happened and we were reading everyone's news instead of what got dropped off at your front door. Yeah, like, mm. that's true. I, it's just I don't remember it having that reputation as a kid. Of course, as a kid, I really wasn't, you know, I didn't have attention. Uh, <laughs> I just I perceived what I wanted to, and like I said, Miami mm-hmm. Vice might have had something to do with it. And I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I want to be that cool. cool. Yeah, who else wore suit coats rolled up? I mean, <laughs> okay, <laughs> continue. 
Uh, I only got one more thing. And just because I thought this was kind of interesting, um, I guess it could be considered weird news, but I'm just going to throw it in as something that caught Lace's eye that she thought looked interesting. So um, as a PC gamer, Mm -hmm. Alienware has announced two new gaming laptops that took its inspiration for the style from the movie Back to the Future's DeLorean. So what do I mean? It's in the mechanical keyboard. So if you're a mechanical keyboard lover like I am for your gaming, this was interesting to me. So it changes the way in which the keys operate through the Cherry MX mechanical switches underneath. So what usually happens is there's like a certain gap of distance that these switches have for you to depress and go up and down. Um, Usually anywhere from like 12 millimeters, if I'm saying that right, out to 18 and a half. Um, However, these new ones would be super low at just three and a half which will operate like when you're looking at the picture of the button being depressed Mm -hmm. that's where they're getting the where you could tell from the delorean's car door opening um so it's supposed to uh just make things a little bit more precise and super quick uh, more for like latency and things like that uh i haven't gotten to try it of course this seems like a new thing i'm interested in looking at it i'm a fan of mechanical i maybe i've gotten to trained with the clicky and the depressed i don't like the chiclet keyboards for that reason like i feel like i just don't feel any resistance i I don't know i don't it's all in your personal preference but it'll also with this laptop give you the ability to fully program macros rgb backlighting which they boast contains 16.8 million colors Mm mm-hmm Okay. okay, I didn't know we needed that many to rotate on my keyboard, but I am curious how this will work for mechanical, because like I said, I already got one that I know and love from my gaming. Um, I'll never be able to get an Alienware laptop, but I will admire it from afar. I mean, yeah. And if we ever get to go in stores again, maybe actually get to push the buttons and test things out. That's my fear with things these days. Mm-hmm. I don't like buying stuff that I can't like use first. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. <laughs> like, what if I hate it? And I'm so lazy. I'm not going to return it. And then I'm stuck with this thing. And I know that's my problem that I need to address. But still. <laughs> anyway, go check that out. If you were looking for it, it might be the closest we ever get to getting a new video card anymore these days. It's just mm-hmm. buying a whole new PC and overpaying for it. So there you go. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to get a new one again. <laughs> I keep looking. And I don't know how I'm ever going to get my hands on a new graphic card. Like, at all. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a 3000 2000 1000 nothing. Freaking farmers, will you stop? Yeah. I'm really, I'm really irritated. I feel like I've been fighting with them for graphics cards for like five years now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you don't even need all the stuff that's on it. It's like, but, but we could do stuff with it well all they want is just a card to make their computer run and Mm -hmm. unfortunately we've never addressed a card for just them so i get why they have to buy it you need a video card for your but it's just so sad that all that power is going to waste because you literally just need it to run the pc Mm -hmm. people are scared if this goes out i don't know what to do (laughs) i can't even find a crappy one to replace it (laughs) you can't even find old garbage graphic cards man i don't know I hope they figure that out because it's going to have to happen soon. I've had it for a few years. <laughs> and I kind of want a new one because I want to put in another monitor. First world problems, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of my ports are gone from the back. Eh. <laughs> well, what do you do? But that's all I've got. Okay. Now I'm just going to keep talking BS because I can. That's fine. 
That's what you love, right? Mm-hmm. But what do we got? What What's our big headliner? Or I guess I should ask if I missed any news because I know sometimes you find some cute little quickets or whatever that that skipped my eye holes. I don't. Th- I don't think you missed anything this week. That uh, nothing hey. comes to mind. I that I saw that you didn't bring up. Uh, no, this week uh, I'm going to be talking about that Cyanide and Happiness Freak Apocalypse mm. game that came out because excellent. Been waiting to hear about this. Yeah. yeah. Last week, uh, since we had our guests on, I probably would have talked about it. It's been out for about two weeks now, mm. uh, but I just wanted to kind of touch on it, talk about it, uh, do do a quick little review on it, and uh, what to expect because we've we played demos, we've seen it. Uh, Paxes and Pax, yeah. stuff like that. Talk to the guys who were a guy who's you know involved in creating it. Mm-hmm. So what is the, what is the game? Well, first of all, uh, it's a point-and-click adventure game. So if you're familiar with that format, you got your mouse, you got your keyboard, and you just I'd say, I'm actually good at mouse and keyboard with point-and-click because I'm like <laughs> you don't have to like aim. Yeah, it's like this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do much. Just move and click. <laughs> So it's a, it, it, in essence, it's a very straightforward point-and-click adventure. If you're familiar with that kind of format, that genre, it's the same thing. You point, you right. click, you move. The story beats kind of move the same way. You know, you'll have a, a, a chore, as they call them in this, to do. And then mm-hmm. you do that chore, you move along. You also have side chores that you can do for other people, which will earn you other things in the game. You don't have to do a lot of this stuff, but I think it's fun to explore this world because we're talking about Sinai and Happiness. And if you're familiar with the uh, the show, the shorts, whatever you've been exposed to... The little memes yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. ...of this show, I mean, if you're a fan, you're going to love this because it's kind of like stepping into this world and playing in this world. Very much like... Those last two South Park games, the uh, Fractured Butthole and uh, the Stick of Truth, were, mm-hmm. you know, faithful recreations of South Park in every which way that you could ever ask for. And you're getting to play in that world. This is the same thing. So you get to play as uh, Coop, who's la- Coop McCarthy. Ah, I remembered. Hey. It almost slipped my mind. Sure, Coop McCarthy, and you're just you're the biggest loser in high school, <laughs> and it's just. God, the, the crap he goes through, it just it's heartbreaking sometimes because people shit on him throughout this entire game. But in, in typical sign and happiness fashion. Yeah. Uh, so also keep that in mind. This is um, graphic language-wise, you know, okay. so right. expect, you know, foul. This is a M-rated game for sure. The fact that this even went to the Switch as an exclusive just boggles my mind i don't know man the switch has been getting some i know adult content games man. i know it's I'm just not saying that i think it's actually fine no 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 i i, I get your point of being a little shocked it's <laughs> it's that that how long they've stood by this this family friendly disney-esque identity mm-hmm. and then now it's just like well it's whatever it's whatever so mm-hmm. anyway but yeah do expect a lot of that so just be aware but anyway uh as coop mccarthy you, the game actually kind of starts off with kind of like a simple tutorial to kind of get you, you know, familiar with the basics of how things kind of work. But mm-hmm. it's not uh, like, hey, press this or do that or whatever. They're just like, hey, just kind of feel it out, get familiar with the, the controls as simple as they are. 
but they're just trying to get you familiar with it. But it's in a dream sequence, and you can see that he, you know, he wishes for for greater things or, or something bigger and better. And of course, he gets to school, and then everybody starts crapping on him. And then you get to interact with the school, and within the school, you'll you'll meet people, you talk with people, anything that you can interact with or talk to. I would recommend if. Okay. You're kind of in for a slow burn of things. Like if you're not in a, in any kind of hurry and you just want to explore, it's it's great for that because you get that humor, you get you know simple little jokes, some punny puns that uh, that you might dig, and you may even see some cameos from other characters uh, that you may may or may not be familiar with, depending on how well versed you are with the Sonnet and Happiness universe. Uh, I saw characters like Shark Dad. I don't know if you know that guy. He's just a, like a shark that looks like a, like stands upright like a man and has a mustache. And, okay. <laughs> and then there was a Ted Bear who is kind of like Steve Irwin. And okay. like I stumbled upon him in a garbage dump and he's like, holy crap, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm looking for this. And he's like, all right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there are a lot of little cameos like that. Um, you got, let's see, where am I at here? Oh, uh, there's a an entire hallway. And I guess I should have prefaced this whole thing by saying I was a Kickstarter uh, backer for this. Um, don't let you think that I'm, you know, this review is not uh, right. predicated on that, that I'm, I'm going to sit here and just stroke it off the entire time or something like right. that. Just be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the there's an entire hallway of Kickstarter backers, and you get to see all their lockers and everything like that. And I found mine. I, I had no idea where it was going to be, but I was just like, oh, let's see. And I tried to remember what I wrote down is like, because they gave you options like, well, what what are your hobbies? What do you like? What do you dislike? Stuff like uh -huh. that. And then they would kind of decorate your locker. I guess it, some people had better lockers than mine. Like I was looking at, it, I was like, well, maybe uh -huh. I just didn't describe it as good as I should have. But what I mean, it was it was still nice. Uh, don't get me wrong; I'm not disappointed. I'm still in it. Yeah. But it was just like, eh. Uh, uh -huh. But anyway. I thought it looked cool, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't like especially for like a backer thing. Mm -hmm. I I felt like that was fairly uh, unique. Yeah. Or maybe I just haven't backed enough games, but it seemed like a very unique way to add you in. Yeah. So I'm I'm not complaining. I was just, I guess I felt like I didn't do a good enough job describing to make it I don't know uh, I don't know maybe okay. I just didn't do what I should have done to make it pop out or pop sure. I don't know but no no offense to them they did they did just fine they didn't even have right. to put me in the game at all it didn't have to be a thing but um, so as Coop you get to explore the school and at first I was I was kind of curious how this was going to work because we did hear in previous uh, well when we talked to Adam Nasrallah, who's a producer and did a, a lot more in this game, matter of fact. Uh, he mentioned something about the game being broken up into parts. And I was curious at first if, like, was was this just going to be contained to the school? And eventually, after you do a few missions, you do get to explore outside the school. And I was like, oh, great. So it does kind of open up a little bit and you allow you to kind of explore a place small section of the town but it's big enough like mm -hmm. i i can't see why you would make the area in which you're walking around in a point and click game any bigger 
There's plenty right, of places yeah. to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Gives, I'm sure there's a lot of backtracking in a game like that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. so you've got all these places to go, all these people to talk to. You've got so much to do. Um, and, and, like I was, I was trying to remember another thing, too, uh, collectibles that you'll find throughout the game. That's another thing that you can do that it doesn't necessarily point you in a direction, but this is also why I recommend that you, you click around and you explore everything because you have three options when you click something. You can look at it, touch it, or speak to it. And each one can kind of give you, you know, different responses because you could be looking at somebody and go to, you know, you click to touch and be like, I don't think that's appropriate. And he's like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you know? well, that's true. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the, the areas, I mean, it's not even blatant like where to touch or what to look at like they're not pointing you it's like hey you need to you need to point right here or you need to click right here and touch that it's just the whole idea of exploration because you can find new hats uh you can find i guess it's like face paint or i don't really think that um, i saw much in the way of stuff like the very first thing i got and i was like damn it and i'm glad they didn't force you to keep it on but uh, I was helping a guy. This is not a spoiler. This is a side mission. This guy is okay. standing it off in a hallway, and he's talking about his markers. And apparently, he sniffs markers. And yeah, you, know. you know, he's Teach he's sitting there saying, you know, there's these really good markers, and I've just got to I've got to get you know the really good markers. And there's only one guy who can get me the really really good stuff. Yeah. And Coop's like, all right, well, I. I Guess I'll help you out. So you go find the guy who has the good stuff, the good markers. And then you help him. You acquire a marker after doing some side missions for him. And then you can go give that dude a marker to start huffing on. And then he rewards you with a face tattoo, which is, you know, a dick and balls on your face. And I'm like, God, you son of a bitch. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I worked for this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but... Outside of that, there are, I'd say a lot of the facial stuff I really didn't get into, but a lot of the hat and shirt combinations, they had some really good stuff in there. Uh, it could just be something as simple as like tinfoil hat or, or maybe like a shark hat, like from the shark dad. Yeah. <clears throat> but some of the really deep cuts, one that I found just by sheer uh, accident, but it was almost like it was begging you to touch it as you go down into the school boiler room. Mm -hmm. And if you look on the wall in the back you'll see Freddy's glove hanging. And I was like, ah, ah, it's Freddy's glove. Let me touch it. And then I got the hat and the sweater. And I was like, oh, that's freaking awesome. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So just little things like that. It's like they entice you with certain things and then other things you're just not thinking about. You're just like, okay. Mm -hmm. But everything you can touch and click on, there's something to it. You know, even if it's just a simple little joke. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's worth exploring just for that alone. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah. as I mentioned, we, we I said that this is kind of cut up into parts. Now, I probably spent somewhere between five to six hours playing the game. And in saying that, mind you, I don't think it would have even taken me that long to get through it. Like, if I had focused in on the story, no side missions, no nothing. It was just story, 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 story. 
and and just went through it might, may have taken me half that time because i did explore a lot i wanted to, to check out the town and of course backtrack here and there for whatever purposes but where the when the story gets to the end things change and i don't want to say too much especially if you want to play it because the narrative that's another thing really great in this uh, this game too everything's voice acted you know so even the dialogue that's reading about if you don't want to if you want to listen to it and you don't want to read it you can you can hear them talk it you know uh, perform it there's cut scenes uh that are well done just look just like the cyanide happiness cartoons but when we get to the end things start to shift and it seems like this is where we're actually starting to get into what the story is supposed to be because mm-hmm. title of the name freak apocalypse right sure yeah okay so what is what what are we in in uh what are we trying to point out here like what are we trying to say like, like what's like some big event right an apocalyptic size event of freaks maybe even mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> well that's when it happens is right at the end of the game and they say to be continued and we're like oh but oh oh is it episodically well it doesn't seem to play out that way but that's how they're releasing it okay so so like you will get well you're a backer but i would hope get everything for okay that's what i was wondering yeah i would hope backer i assume you might but i'm wondering like if i just went to go buy the game regular Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm curious how that that works because this seems like a game uh, that's just kind of out and and I don't know when you hit that to be continued, it's like, oh man, you know, yeah. you just because you're there now. To be and fair, waited a long time. yeah. To be fair, and I'm hoping I'm not spoiling anything, but I feel like I might understand why they may have done that because the way it ends could fundamentally change um, how the game operates from that point forward. Mm -hmm. But that's just an observation. I could be wrong. But that's my observation. Okay. So, with that said, no spoilers, but I'm, I'm curious if that's why they split it up, is to say, okay, well, this is this portion... And the next part, everything's going to have to change. And then we make it like this. And then if there is a third chapter, which I'm almost positive that's what he said, then okay. that fundamentally changes everything. And then that becomes that game. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to understand it because after, you know, you, you sit there and, and you're enjoying it. But when you realize how quick it really went by, when you really look at the time you spent on it, it's like, oh, man. You know, especially once you get to that story beat, and it's just like, oh, we're getting somewhere, and now you take it away from me. So, <laughs> it's it's a little disappointing yeah. in that regard. But like I said, if you enjoy the Sun and Happiness uh, world, the content, I, I I don't see any reason why you wouldn't enjoy this. Um, okay. If you enjoy point and click games, I'm not going to say that it's definitely your wheelhouse because again, I think the story and the humor would also have to entice you in some way. So if you like kind of crude humor in, in, in a way, and you also like the point and click, I think you can get into it. Um, but beyond that, if neither one of these things <laughs> entice you, then just so stay kind away. Of a niche group, maybe. Yeah, because it's <laughs> not, not really. 
because I, I I like the stuff. I've I've always been a fan of the shorts ever since I found them. So this this was really cool. I just I wish we had the full game. And and I'm trying to understand where they're coming from. I know he probably told us you know reasons for that, or maybe he didn't. It's been a while yeah. since we talked to him. It's been almost it's been a, a year. couple of years now. Yeah. You know, at least. So I I recommend it if you're a fan. That's all I can say. Uh, if you are a fan of this, of Cyanide and Happiness, I could definitely recommend this. Mm-hmm. Uh, fan of point and click, possibly, if you right. enjoy that if kind of If you're okay humor. with adult language. Right. Yeah. Beyond that, I, I mean, I, I don't really know if I can recommend. And I'm hoping if you were to go and buy this, that you get the full game right. at, in one price. Because I don't feel like that's fair for you to have bought the game and then you have to buy it. The next episode. Well, they used to do that. I feel like when the episodic first became a thing, but it would be five bucks of an episode. Yeah. Now, if it, if I'm not saying them. I'm just those. Maybe I'm looking at like Telltale. Well, I guess I feel like it was like five bucks a pop. You get each one, or wait till it all came out for twenty five or something. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know how much it's selling for, so I can't really uh, speak to that. Mm-hmm. So if if you go on there and you pay twenty bucks then hopefully you're getting the entire game for 20 bucks. Now, if it's half that and they charge you per episode, then sure. Then maybe, you know, because the $5 thing. Yeah, it's 20 bucks. 20 bucks. See, so I don't... That's what it shows on here. Nineteen ninety nine. So if they charge you 20 bucks a pop for each episode, that would be kind of some bullshit. Yeah, so it, it, it would appear you're getting all of them. It doesn't say episodically or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so hopefully that's how it works because... Uh, if that's what I paid money for is just that, then I'm going to be pissed. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 20 bucks for just like one episode of a point and click would be a little, it would be a little steep. Mm. Be a little steep. So that's my take on it. Uh, not, not too deep in depth. There's not a whole lot to, to go on. Like I said, it's pretty straightforward in what it is, but it is kind of funny. There's a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of good content. Uh, mm-hmm. if you enjoy that world, I, I really had a lot of fun. Just in the the small amount of the story that we did get, it was some mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh, felt sorry for Coop. <laughs> he said, "Has it changed a lot since Pax? Like in how it played or artistically?" No, I mean it really felt very similar. Uh, I, okay. I I don't want to say that uh, there aren't changes that I noticed, but a lot of it. Well, we only got the one yeah. scenario. I think at Pax anyway, so. So, Obviously, I would hope there's more by now. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so was just but, I mean, we weren't really looking for anything either. So, like, that hallway sequence trying to get past the girl with the hall pass and everything like that, mm-hmm. that was pretty much the opening okay. you know, stretch of the game. And it, it all seemed the same. But, again, there could could have been so much more uh, content added, like the collectible stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. that you're looking for now. There's There were just so many little things that I overlooked as I was going through it in one pass and I'd come back to a room and I'd click something like there was there was one item I was looking for I knew what I was looking for and I went to the janitor's closet and this will give you a little hint so any of you start looking for it I won't say what it is but I went to the janitor's closet because I thought this is where this would be right and I'm looking around I'm like there's nothing else in here to look at so what am I missing and then I start looking at the map on the school, and I was like, what, what am I missing? I went back to the boiler room. Nothing there. And I'm like, 
where could this be? Where's this one little thing? And then I see a classroom. And then I was like, yep, right in there. I guarantee it's in there. And sure, sure enough, there it was. And I was like, damn it. And I, I had been in there several times, and somehow I just never saw it. Mm-hmm. But it's sitting right there, clear as day. As soon as I walked in, there it was. I was like, I'll be damned. How did I miss this? So pay attention well, you to your... looking for it then. Yeah. Pay attention to your surroundings. Yeah. That's another thing, too. Yeah. If you're not familiar with point and click, it's probably always a good idea to just click everything. Yeah. Observe. Even things that wouldn't make sense sometimes end up being the solution in those kinds of games. Now, about how long did it take you for the first episode? Uh, I think... About six hours, and that was oh, not bad. And that was, um, I actually went and and was really looking for stuff. So like mm. I was looking for extra costume stuff or doing side mission stuff. Uh, I even looked through some of their because they had like a trophy list and stuff like that. And I was trying to figure out like, well, how do I do this? How do I do that? Like there was one that probably took me just a little bit extra time, and it was one of those that you don't realize you're doing, and then you start to realize. Oh, okay. And this this will actually keep you busy because you have to go back and start doing, you know, clicking this, clicking that, or clicking through. But it was called Gotem. And he would just make some joke uh, talking to something. And it was just like, uh, hey, Mop, you're looking pretty moppy. Ha, I got him. Or some, I, that's, got him. That's not even a joke. <laughs> But something to that effect. It would just be right, some, some really dumb yeah. insult, if you will. Yeah. Got him. And then that would be it. So you go through and you find all these gotems, and then there it is. Oh, that's like, fun. Okay. And I almost had all the costumes. I just I was missing a shirt, and I don't know what I missed. I was like, all right, well. <laughs> well, it seems like a good amount then for the first episode, at mm-hmm. least. Six hours, lots of achievements, collectibles, things like that. So if you are into those games. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... I, again, you, if you like the, the, the world, the universe, I think you'll like it. If not, then just step aside, you know. Right. No, no, You're not going mi- to be missing anything if you don't play it. I'm sure there's plenty of others out there for you. Sure. Oh, well, fine. Any, any idea when they plan on releasing the next installment? The, there, was no, there was no hint of it in the, the game. They haven't said. Um, okay. I know he, I remember Adam saying that once the game did finally release, the plan was, is like they were waiting until they could say, okay, the next two episodes won't be far behind. That way it's not just like one big, hey, well, we'll wait and next year you'll get the next one and the year after. Pre-order the second one so we can make it. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) to my knowledge, yeah, that was his plan. There's like, wait until we've got everything like the the path is clear then we'll release that one and then we'll hit the other two not too long after so hopefully that's the case hopefully i get to see the rest of this game this year and not some other time excellent but yeah all right that's that's my review well it sounds like i i mean i like it Mm -hmm. very honest if you're into this sort of thing you'll love it if you're not i mean that's just how things are right yeah yeah 
Excellent. Well, that's our show. Mm-hmm. I would imagine then for now, you can, of course, hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. Um, you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. And you can even go to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions to support the show. You can tell your friends, your enemies, whoever you see to find the uh, pencil and paper podcast network. Network, or just search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil Paper Productions. Go subscribe to that. We really want to start doing more VODs for uh, when we do indie, uh, indie dev pods. So if you like that mm-hmm. medium, go subscribe. Go subscribe. Get a, Let us know. Um, and you could just let us know. <laughs> Let us know. Speak but thank up. you so much for listening. I am Lacey O'Finley. I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.